Hello, this is Gabriella Cowan, and I want to welcome you to the Cedar Valley Counselor Podcast for this week. I'm here with Ms. Celia Eichbush, our um, our eighth grade counselor, and we're here to talk to you about high school and beyond, and also careers. So uh, Ms. Eichbush is going to get us started talking about uh, what our eighth graders have been working on this past week. Thank you, Ms. Cowan. So in this week's um, podcast, we want to do a guidance lesson out to our um, students and parents on some high school vocabulary, some information about high school, and then some information on the career inventory. Last week, all of our eighth graders did a career interest inventory. And if those eighth graders were seventh graders last year at Cedar Valley, they did the same interest inventory. This inventory is open to any student at Cedar Valley, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So if you are wanting to try it, you can definitely try it. You can go to the Cedar Valley Middle School Counseling website and click on career inventory on the website and you will log in with your regular student login like you would log into the computer now this inventory is really great it gives some very valuable information it gives you results that not only show you some careers that you might be interested in or a general area of career focus but it also lists courses in high school that you could take to help you with that career path if you are interested in that. It shows you the different academies and endorsements that you might be interested in taking in high school to help you with that. And Ms. Cowan in just a minute is gonna talk about academies and endorsements. Um, and it lets you retake the career and it lets you research careers, research colleges that have those career options or ways if it's a two-year college, a four-year college uh, training, degree that you need, then that um, career inventory will help you research all of that. We're also going to end the podcast today with a career um, interview with a local fireman um, that Ms. Hobbs did. So each week we're going to be trying to focus on a career um, interview. So if you are a parent and would be interested in interviewing we can do that remotely with you so you can talk to our students about your careers so if you are interested in having your student take that career inventory please go to the Cedar Valley Middle School Counseling website and just click on career inventory so I'm going to hand this over to Miss Cowan right now so she can talk to you a little bit more about the high school information awesome thank you Miss Eichbush um, I, so we're going to start with a little bit of vocabulary. Um, some of us did go through um, high school here in Texas. Some of us um, haven't, and some parents are, are brand new to the United States and have never gone through our school system. So these um, words or this vocabulary might sound a little foreign, but we definitely want to get you um, used to these um, these words because you're going to see them a lot, especially as your kids ent uh, start entering um, their freshman year. Um, actually in eighth grade, in eighth grade they, they start. So we have um, advanced courses. So advanced courses is what you used to know as a pre-AP course. Um, the, those courses have been renamed and unfortunately in order to use the pre-AP name, you do have to pay for it. Uh, the district has to pay for it. So we changed it to advanced courses. So those of you that were used to have had kids go through our system before and had they took uh, pre-AP classes, now they're known as um, advanced courses. So these courses um, take you uh, 
basically prepare you um, through high school to take more rigorous advanced placement courses called AP courses. So advanced placement or AP um, are very rigorous and you take them in high school and they prepare you for the AP exams or advanced placement exams. Um, these courses are taught on a college level and at the end of the, sem uh, the, end of the year, you take the AP exam and depending on how high you score, there's a, uh, the highest score is a five, um, depending on how high you score, you can get college credit. Um, some colleges accept fours and some colleges, depending on where you want to go and how competitive they are, they only accept fives. And so, um, or some, um, so you have to be, um, planning ahead, I guess, to see where, what school you're interested in going and attending what college and what their, um, admission process is. So we have dual credit as well. So the dual credit are courses that you take in high school and are offered through Austin Community College as well. So these courses give you a high school credit and a college credit. So for example, um, U.S. History is a course that you can take a dual credit and it gives you your U.S. History credit for high school and also um, an ACC credit. So if your child decides to attend ACC, um, after graduation, they already have some college credit to help them. Um, depending on how many courses you take, you can start um, as a sophomore, not even as a freshman uh, in college. Um, and then we have something um, called the GPA. So the GPA is a grade point average. So this average is all of your grades that you take starting the first day of school. The first time you step at the high school and you get a fr your first grade, that is already counting towards your graduation GPA. So that is something we really have to reiterate to our, um, our uh, eighth graders going into high school is that um, as soon as you step on the high school campus and you're doing high school work and you get the first grade, it will count towards your graduation. So we have to make sure we're not just slacking off and saying, oh, I'm just a freshman. I, I'll worry about it my junior, senior year. No, it has to start um, the first day of a freshman year. And then that, with that brings us to the class rank. So depending on how high your GPA score is, then that is where you'll be um, up the line. So obviously our first uh, one to graduate is a valedictorian. And that means that that student had the highest grade, um, grade point average in the whole senior year. That's a valedictorian. And then we have the number two student is a salutatorian. So we have the first and second, and then we have the top 10 students, and then we, ha and then we have the top 10%, <laughs> and then it's the remainder of the students. So, um, so if your child is, um, wants to be at the top of that, uh, of that class, then definitely has to start um, at the beginning when they're first, um, when they're first freshmen make sure they're doing all their work and getting um, high scores on everything. So with that being said, we do offer high school level courses here at the middle school here at Cedar Valley. I want to let you know that these courses, you get the credit if you pass with a 70 or above, you get the credit, but you do not take the grade with you. So everybody starts fresh their freshman year, their GPA is all um, starting fresh. But if you did do those the high school classes and you pass them, you do start with that credit already um, your high school year. So sometimes it's a good idea. Some people get foreign language out of the way. Um, in the state of Texas, you need two years of a foreign language to graduate from high school. 
um, we, I always recommend more than two, um, just because especially if you're going to be very competitive and trying to get to a, um, a college, depending on what college you want to enter, um, they want to see that you did more than just the bare minimum. You did more and you went above and beyond. And also foreign languages do have AP exams as well that can give you that, that um, college credit if you want. All right, so um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, our program of study. So, um, so when you register for high school, you'll select a for, for program of study. There are four elective courses. So you take one your freshman year, one your sophomore year, one your junior year, and one your senior year. And they are uh, a career that you might be interested in. Um, and when you graduate, your diploma will say that um, you have this endorsement. So this program of study will basically give you um, what endorsement um, on your diploma. Um, the endorsements that we have here in the state of Texas are arts and humanities, public service, business and industry, science, technology and math, and we have the multidisciplinary studies. So multidisciplinary studies means you did, means you did a little bit of each one of the first four, um, and you so you have enough to complete um, your graduation, and you just did a little bit of everything, and so um, you you have a little bit of knowledge on all of the other four, but you don't basically complete one in a certain area. All right, so um, a lot of questions that we get, especially uh, eighth graders registering for high school is, can we get one uh, more than one endorsement? And the answer is yes, you can have more than one endorsement. If your, um, your schedule allows it, you can have uh, more than one endorsement when you graduate, especially if you took some high school credits when you were in middle school, it opens up a few more electives when you get to high school. Um, in order to graduate here in Round Rock ISD, um, we have 32 possible spaces for you to take classes, 32, okay? And the classes that you need to graduate are only 27. So even if you did not take any middle school, uh, any high school classes in middle school, you still have plenty of room to do another um, endorsement of your choosing if that is what you wanna do, okay? So you definitely don't need to start in middle school. Um, let me see. I know I'm throwing a lot of information on here at you. Um, again, so um, I'm going to go back and talk a little bit about the AP courses, and maybe Miss Ibush can help me here. But I want to let you know that those advanced courses and the advanced placement courses are weighted more. It means they they are their value on your GPA is a lot more. And so when students take these classes and score well, let's say the student got a 90 in the class, it acts actually 10 points that adds to the report card um, at the end and they get 100. So instead of getting a 90, they end up getting 100 because it is a more rigorous class. They do um, value it a little more. So advanced courses and advanced placement courses are weighted a little bit higher. Um, and when the student does good, then their class GPA goes up because they did a lot of uh, rigorous classes. Um, and also another question I get a lot is about tag students. Um, if you're not tagged, can you take advanced courses and advanced placement courses? And the answer is yes. Anybody that wants to take advanced courses or advanced placements courses in high school can do that. You do not have to be 
tag in order to be that. Um, if you want to do it, uh, these students are actually going to be in the same classes that you, uh, as you are. Um, uh, tag students already follow the advanced placement courses, but if you, like I said, you don't have to be and you can join them and everybody will be together. So um, that is all on my end for this week. I know it's a lot of information. If you have any other um, questions about the vocabulary, if you want to uh, review a little more things, you can do that as well. I'm going to share this present. We're going to share this presentation on our counselor website. You guys can go over it on your own or with your student. Um, there's a um, it talks about the inventory that our eighth graders did this week, and so um, it gives you step by step. The students can only see it when they log in with their school issued Google um, Google email though. So um, if you're trying to look at it as a parent from our website. You won't be able to. They, the students, can only do it, like I said, through their Google, um, their Google email through the district. So, Miss um, Eichbusch, you have an here she comes, Miss Eichbusch, with some finishing remarks. Thanks, Miss Collin. So that that's a lot to go through. So on our um, Cedar Valley website to help our students and parents um, with this information, we are posting a supplement to this lesson and it is a um, high school podcast lesson supplement that's on our podcast channel and then there's an also i just posted the eighth to ninth grade transition guide that has all the programs of studies the endorsements the four-year plans um we will this is not the only time you're going to hear about this we will be having it depending on whether it's going to be virtual or in person, but we will be having parent meetings and um, hopefully being able to, as the year goes on, be able to see our students and um, be talking more with them in, in person. But we wanted to get this conversation started with our students and our parents about the high school vocabulary and the career interest inventory because, um, like I said, our eighth graders took that career interest inventory. So, like I said before, we're going to end our podcast with an interview with one of our local um, first responders, firemen, that Miss um, Hobbs was able to hold. And again, parents, if you would like to be interviewed on our podcast about your career, please contact Miss Callan or myself or Miss Hobbs through our email. Um, Y'all have a great day and happy listening. Hi, well, good afternoon, Jaguar family. This is Mrs. Hobbs, and I am the seventh grade school counselor. And as you guys know that our eighth graders are taking their career interest inventory, which is required by the district, hopefully our goal is to get you guys set up for an endorsement for high school and start thinking about that. And today, we're actually going to be interviewing one of the City of Austin's firefighter. His name is Reggie. Good afternoon, Reggie. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing great. Awesome. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule or one of your off days um, to talk to our students about a life in a firefighter. Okay, no problem. Yeah, so we just have a couple of questions for you. And, um, you know, as much as you can share, we would really appreciate it. So if it's all right, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay, let's go. 
All right. So uh, the first question is, what's the process to be a firefighter? Like, what's the hiring process if anyone is interested in joining? Okay. Our hiring process is pretty easy. Uh, it's an online application. And once you complete the online application, they, uh, they will set a date to take a written test. The written test is a 100-question uh, test that consists of math, reading, writing, just basic skills, uh, just pretty much like a test you're going to have to take to exit high school, kind of like a high school exit exam. So, And once you, if you pass that, then you move on to the next phase, which, I, which is our oral interview part of the uh, process. Um, the oral interview process is uh, a little different these days. You're not actually interviewing in front of people. What they do is give you a script and say, hey, here's a few scenarios. Here's three or four scenarios. Read the scenarios, process it, and you got like three or four answers to come up with how you're going to answer this question. And uh, basically they're kind of looking for uh, are you, can you uh, identify the problem, take care of the problem, uh, what can you do to prevent the problem, and do you have any follow-up on the problem? So those are the, that's the interview process, which a lot of companies are actually starting to go to now. So that would be the hiring process. And then if you go, it, once you get in an oral interview, what they do is rank the top three or 400 people, and we try to hire anywhere from three to five classes off that interview process. So once you, um, if you rank high enough to go into the process, you're on a hiring list for two years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it's a two-year process. So you're still eligible to become a firefighter in two years if you score high enough. So, and I think it's well worth it if, if you do get on the process and you don't get into the last class. At least you still got hired. So. Got it. So that's basically our hiring process. Okay, so basically they have an entrance level exam, and then moving forward from there, it's like a an interview, but it's not necessarily asking questions. It's giving them scenarios. And it sounds like you've given them the tips that they need um, to make sure that they do well on those. So that's that's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, no problem. Um, as far as the educational piece, what's the requirements for education? Right now, our requ uh, education requirements is 18 years old and uh, um, a high school diploma or GED. Those are requirements for education as of right now because they could change later on, but as for this process that we're going through and then what's in our contract now, it's no college hours required. Wow. Okay. Is there like an age limit um, where like a cutoff where you have to be before until you cannot apply again? Uh, 35. As uh, long as you are 35 the day we give the written test, you can turn 36 the next day, but you're already in the process, so you're still qualified to be in the process. Okay. So, Reggie, tell us what it's like to be on shift as a firefighter. Oh, okay. On shift, that's pretty easy. You get there. Like I said, we work noon to noon. So I go to work at noon on a Monday, and I don't get off until noon on a Tuesday. So a typical day starts when you get there by 1130 or so. Uh, if there's anything that the previous shift needs to pass on or say, hey, this is what's going on. We got some broken equipment or we're missing some stuff. Uh, we need to replace it. You know, you go over your stuff for the, uh, for the engine and the, or the rig, whatever you're on. Uh, sometimes you could be riding a quint or sometimes an engine or a ladder. Depends. Um, so you get out there, 
you uh, relieve them, you put your stuff on, and you go around and you check all the equipment on there. You make sure the lights work, the horns, all the equipment, uh, make sure your medical bags are stocked. Um, once you do that, you know, all the guys should be relieved. Your crew comes in. Uh, usually your tenant, lieutenant prints up the orders. You look at the orders and say, hey, guys, we got some training at whatever time, 3 o'clock. Hey, let, and you usually, typical, typically you sit down, eat lunch together, catch up. Hey, how was your day? How's everything going? This is what we got going today. How do we want to run our shift? Cool. So then you you go fulfill your orders, um, come back. Usually work out. Some some uh, some units work out as a crew. Some of them don't. But um, most of the time, it's it's a unity thing in the station. So you're so close knit that you do everything together. You you know you watch TV together, you eat together, you work out together. Uh, like I said, you you spend a third of your life with these guys. So you got to make it like a brotherhood. So it, you got to make it feel like home. So when you're there, it's pretty much like you hanging out with your three of your best friends. So. Yeah. So it's, oh no, sorry. It's really family oriented, you know. And you gotta, like you said, you gotta be able to get alone, and then just that unity part of it. So listen, I'm gonna ask you this question, which I know that this question wasn't part of it, but can you tell us what's your favorite truck that you like to ride on? Uh, my favorite truck, uh, Engine 25. Actually, that's the the first station I was assigned at. Um, I just had so much fun over there. All the calls and. Uh, and just seeing the the school is a school next door. Seeing the kids come over every Friday, and you get to talk to them and meet them, and they ask you questions. And you you know they want to learn about your job, and you get to share everything, share your experiences, show them around, and just you know talk to them about being a firefighter. That was the best part of my job, being on Engine Twenty Five. That's awesome. It, it's really just more of you serving the community, and not only are is the community getting, you know, a benefit from it? Sounds like you guys as firefighters are doing the same. So I love to hear that. Thank you. Yes. So there, just any final thoughts that you would like to share out with our students? Uh, this is a great career. It's something that you should actually look into. Um, you're not going to find a – I haven't found a firefighter yet. I've been doing this for 18 years. It says I do not like my job. So <laughs> that, that says a lot in itself. Uh, when you can't find people that's actually doing that job that says they don't like it, that that speaks volumes to how great of a career this is. And I ask any of you guys to go ahead and pursue it, look into it, go visit your label, uh, neighborhood local fire station, and just get to know the guys and ask them what they do every day and go see what they do every day. That's, yeah. that's what all I have left. Yeah. Well, Reggie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to answer questions and helping our students out. We really appreciate it. And um, may you guys continue to stay safe out there. Uh, we'll be thinking about you guys. And we really just um, appreciate all of y'all's service. No problem, Mary. Anything you need, just call me. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.